Welcome to this podcast on digital responsibility. There's a vibrant community across the world at the moment driving forward corporate digital responsibility, which includes a range of aspects from digital ethics, digital for the environment, sustainability, digital well-being, inclusion, accessibility, and more. My name is Rob Price, one of the founders of Corporate Digital Responsibility back in 2017. If you'd like to know more, have a look at the website corporatedigitalresponsibility.net. Hello everyone and welcome to this, the third episode of the second season of the Corporate Digital Responsibility podcast. Rob and I are here again today and we've got a very special guest this time, Sarah Atkinson. Sarah, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello there, I'm Sarah Atkinson. I am the Chief Executive of the Social Mobility Foundation. We're a charity working to help young people from disadvantaged backgrounds achieve their potential. Uh, And we have a campaigning arm known as the Department for Opportunities. So I'm Chief Executive of that as well. Fantastic. Um, Would you be able to tell us a bit more about the kind of work that the department is doing at the moment? So we we launched the, the Department for Opportunities is our, our campaigning arm uh, at the beginning of 2020, which, which feels like a, a thousand years ago, of course, uh, pre-pandemic. Social Mobility Foundation has worked uh, to make a practical difference to young people for 15 years now. And the Department for Opportunities was really about taking all the things that we knew from uh, working directly with young people on programmes and trying to make a sort of bigger change uh, and influence on a bigger stage in terms of taking that same kind of practical positive attitude and taking it into campaigns and, uh, and advocacy opportunities to get social mobility uh, and inclusion talked about and the issues that and barriers that get in the way of, of young people being able to achieve their potential kind of better talked about but also making a difference making a change we we're always our watchword is always a practical difference so we don't just want to talk about the changes that we all need to make we really want to do things and we want to activate other people to do things that's why we're called the the department for opportunities that's it's shortened to do because we're about everybody can do something to make a difference it's such a cool name i love that it really grabs the imagination it's really cool And um, social mobility and inclusion, I guess, um, in how it looks to society has probably changed quite substantially over the years um, in in some respects in that now it's an element of being inclusive in often a a digital society, uh, one that's online and uh, a lot of the opportunity is derived from from access to um, technology, social media, platforms, eBay, etc. Is that something you're seeing um, more and more of, Sarah? That's that's right. I mean, social mobility has has been a, a problem in the UK. It's a problem in, in every developed economy in, in the world. Um, but the nature of how social mobility kind of plays out has, has changed. So it's still true, as it's always been true, that where you grow up, what your parents do and where you go to school really predicts and determines your your career outcomes. Technology brings more opportunities. Um, Technology means that it should mean that the places that you grow up and some of those barriers around the accessibility of opportunities should be less and in some cases they are less because young people 
through technology can can access opportunities and knowledge and understanding that they've never been able to reach before. But unfortunately, technology also brings some haves and some have nots in terms of that accessibility, that confidence, a huge part of, of social mobility, a huge part of the barriers for young people from low socioeconomic backgrounds is a lack of confidence. And of course, if you're not confident in handling and understanding technology and navigating the digital world, then you can so easily be left behind and left out of opportunities that are available to your more privileged peers who've been navigating digital opportunities and, and using te modern technology um, you know, throughout their childhood. So, Unfortunately, it's a, it's, it brings it should bring new potential. It does bring new potential, but it also brings new new barriers and kind of compounds the barriers that exist. So it's another dimension in which the the unfortunate truth that your background is a, a significant determination above your aspiration and your talent. It's another dimension across which that plays out. It's interesting if I can just explore utterly by chance i've had two separate conversations already today where people have been using the term digital poverty um, and very much kind of talking about uh, some of the same areas that you've referenced there um, it, it, indeed there's a big contrast between a conversation i had last week around a, a recent book born digital uh, talking about um, the, the millennial generation very much glued to their phones although indeed as my children said to me at the weekend well so are you dad um, so, so on one hand, we expect kind of people to naturally know how to use those technologies. And, and on the other hand, as, as indeed one of the calls uh, said, said earlier today, when, when providing a laptop to an 18-year-old, uh, they, they, were, they were then shocked to understand that as they, they didn't know how to use it. They didn't know how to plug it in. They didn't know what to do with that piece of technology because it wasn't something that they had encountered previously. So we can almost... Uh, we're conditioned to expect one thing, and yet, and, and therefore forget that that learning experience, that 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 being able to connect them, but then actually inspiring them to be able to do something with that that's valuable and constructive and changes their situation. Have you have you seen similar things in the work that you've been doing, Sarah? Absolutely, Rob. So social mobility is, you know, it's a complex piece because it's absolutely about poverty. It's about a lack of money and a lack of resources and all the things that that means. But it, it, it's that lack of money and resources is compounded by and made more complex by the way it plays out in terms of a lack of uh, a lack of opportunity, a lack of sense of potential, a lack of knowledge, a lack of confidence. So absolutely. Absolutely. The young people that we work with directly on our programmes and more broadly in our campaigns, yeah, they don't have money. And so they don't have there isn't money to spare in their family. And so there aren't laptops and often as well as the laptop, there isn't broadband, there isn't good connectivity. There also isn't much space. Uh, these are young people who are not living, you know, again, the family is not well off. So the home is not large, the private space, the quiet uh, often the young people that we're working with are having to be informal carers for siblings or for uh, older people in the family. Um, the support around their education and their broader enrichment opportunities, you know, sometimes it's not there from the family. Sometimes the family is hugely supportive, but again, they don't know what's possible. If you're in an environment where 
everybody who has a job is working in a, a manual job or a frontline job. Nobody's using technology for design or for access to enrichment or for you know broader opportunities. Then you don't know what's possible. You don't know what you can do, and so. It, it, it's, it's rarely a lack of aspiration because our young people are hugely ambitious and hugely aspirant, but it's about not knowing what's possible, not being supported to see what's possible, not being supported to experiment and try things out and take risks because you're not in an environment where risk is possible to take or safe to take, or you've got the kind of leeway to play around and try things. So all of that complexity alongside the pure simplicity that if you don't have much money, then you don't have much stuff, uh, can really play out to, to narrow the boundaries for, for young people in exactly the way you've, you've described. And so we see the, the potential of both, you know, the very practical, you give a young person a laptop and support them in using it. Uh, you're making already a, a pathway that's possible, but also encouraging them to feel that they have got the agency to, to use technology to do what they want to do uh, and to explore and to be, uh, to be bold. Yeah, it's, it's that alongside the technology itself that can bring such exciting unlocking because giving young people agency is what is what's really all about. Absolutely. Uh, I think a lot of um, our early thinking about uh, digital inclusion um, highlighted that it, it extends far beyond just physical access to the technology it of course does represent that as well but also the the confidence the education the trust of technology that um uh, a lot of us take for granted um you know, i i work in the the digital sphere so it's a it's a major part of my job but um a lot of my posh um my passion for corporate digital responsibility derives from the experience of my gran who has a very different experience of the digital world mm. um on a fear and distrust um, and people um, calling up and saying there's something wrong with your laptop can I can I get access to your account please or mm -hmm. not knowing what what financial um, what online banking means for her and whether she's going to put too many zeros on the end of something um, and there's a real fear and distrust that that engenders within certain populations in our society and that's that's a real um, as you mentioned before um, uh, externality of this this progression that we've gone on so far that we mm. maybe don't talk about so much have you seen uh, how do you see the impact of all this on society uh, because I guess it, it has impact for the individual but also for society more broadly too yeah yeah it absolutely does I mean the the, the case for for social mobility is as part of inclusion as part of an integral part of of, of any commitment to inclusion I mean is is about individuals and it's about fairness you know when you have young people with with potential um, for whom the the happenstance of where they're growing up is is what's affecting them you know that's wrong it's wrong and it's wasteful it's wasteful of their talent and it's wasteful of their opportunities and that that plays across more broadly for for employers uh, on a sort of you know on a, an, an organizational level on a an enterprise level and it plays out across a systems level for society because if we have a society where it doesn't matter how hard you work or how good you are other things will determine whether you're successful you know, the message that that sends to to young people to, uh, to everyone in a community 
um, is, is absolutely the wrong message for a successful economy and for a successful society. One of the things that we've seen through the pandemic is that the, the impact has been both to highlight the extent to which background is affecting and, and family circumstances affecting how you're navigating the pandemic. And it's also created new barriers and new challenges. Um, but I think it's also really raised people's understanding that that's not the way we want it to be. That's not good on any level for, for communities that feel left behind, for groups of young people that feel left behind, for, for organisations that want to nurture and support talent and find talented people, or on an individual level from human to human. If I am getting through the pandemic relatively comfortably and well because of my situation and you are getting through the pandemic much more, it's much more difficult and it's impacting much more on you because of your family circumstances. On a human to human level, that just does, it doesn't feel like the way we want it to be. And I think you know, we have an opportunity at the moment. There is significant change going on uh, across communities, across the economy, across organisations, and the chance to say, let's let's really seize this opportunity because big change is happening anyway to really target social mobility and to target those kind of opportunities for particularly for young people now, that's exciting so much about what the pandemic has done is, is is depressing and makes us angry and makes us sad but there is also this opportunity to, to really be different and really think radically that feels very exciting and feels very much supported by uh, you know the public as a whole and conversations that we're having. And I think um, we've talked before I definitely agree with you in terms of that stronger sense of community that desire to do the right thing to ensure that um, we, we aren't facing this degree of challenge as we go forward over the next few years by doing better by society is absolutely kind of the heart of the conversation that we've been having time and time again to help you and to help kind of you have more impact as as a charity in terms of supporting people what what do you want organizations to do differently how can they better um, address some of the things that we've talked about um, either directly themselves or indeed through through supporting you in the initiatives that you're driving so I, I said at the beginning, our, our focus always, whether we're working on programs with young people or supporting employers to, to prioritise social mobility or working on campaigns like the, the End Laptop Poverty campaign that you know, first triggered this, this conversation with us, it's always about a practical difference. We want you to, to notice and understand the barriers that, that, are, that are causing, uh, causing these difficulties and, and, and preventing young people achieve their potential but then we want you to do something to make a, a practical difference so you know the end laptop poverty campaign that we're running is a is a really good kind of practical example 1.8 million children in the uk don't have access to a device that's what ofcom thinks you know, that's always been a problem it's always been a problem for education and for broader enrichment and for access but it, it's enormously more significant a problem now as we're operating in a, a, a largely virtual world still and as so many opportunities to engage in the world are going to keep being digital and as that confidence to operate digitally is going to keep being something that everybody's looking for. So on a practical level we are making it possible for 
uh, spare devices to be donated. We wipe them, we get them to young people who wouldn't otherwise have access to technology. You can get in touch with us, uh, give us your devices. We will loop up with it. We will either use them for the young people that we work with directly or we'll link up with, with another charity. We've got a network and share those devices. And it makes a real tangible difference. It closes that gap. Uh, it uses what, what employers and organisations have got, which is technology, uh, and it uses it to make a practical difference, not just to put that device in a young person's hands so that they can practically access, but it says, you know, we know it's not right that you shouldn't have this. We're prepared to make that, make that connection, make that support. We, we want employers to, um, to invest in young people. We want them to prioritise the, the communities, and the disadvantaged young people in the in the places and in the communities that are being left behind. Um, so one of the very practical things that we do is we we run a, an employers index. It's free to enter, and employers can share with us what they're doing around social mobility at, at every level, from outreach in schools through recruitment through progression, and we can identify what you're doing well to give you positive feedback to encourage you to keep doing it. Uh, and to share your stories and we can identify where you could improve and give you really kind of specific targeted feedback around your recruitment around your progression around your advocacy so we're really keen for employers not to get lost in what feels like a big impossible difficult gap to close but to really take some kind of practical steps to say that social mobility is important to show that commitment enter the index, work out what you're doing, work out what you could do better, connect up with us to share your devices, to put, make, make a donation of devices, to pass them on to young people, to give them, to give a vote of confidence in their future. There's, there's so much that we can do and there's so much knowledge and uh, opportunity to open up pathways to young people that, that any organisation who employs people has, has a wealth a practical advice and opportunity to offer um, and the brilliant thing about my job is I get to see the difference that makes every day when you share knowledge with young people when you show them a pathway that's possible when you give them the technology to get to get involved it makes such a difference so quickly they have the talent you, know, you don't need to give them that they have the aspiration but it gives them the possibility to do something with their talent and aspiration to make it happen and it's the most rewarding thing in the world I can quite imagine. That's, that's fantastic and very inspiring, actually, the, the work that you're doing um, and the opportunity you're helping organisations to make a real uh, tangible change. Uh, it's actually un kind of uncommon in corporate digital responsibility at the moment when we talk about these threats to society and these theoretical conversations that you have such a, a clear, practical step that we can take to make a little um, action to make a big impact. It's great. Um, and perhaps to, to finish the conversation, Sarah, and, and take us to our conclusion, what's the what's the end goal for, for Laptop Poverty and, and Department for Opportunity more broadly now? Have you got any um, targets or, or things that in the longer term you want to see come about as a result of, of your work? Yeah, so we, uh, I mean, on a very practical level, if if one in every 14 unused laptops in the country was donated, every child in the UK would have the tools they need to learn. Uh, now, we're, mm -hmm. we're not in the business of, of 
being anything other than really kind of bold and audacious. So we want every child in the UK to have the tools they need to learn. We want to keep pushing to close that gap on that practical level. But we also want to really build the understanding of, of why it matters, why taking practical action uh, to support young people who are disadvantaged matters. So I, I think if we can both on a practical level start to close that gap, see young people getting access to devices, using them, being able to be confident, but also seeing the switch back into employers thinking, God, that made a big difference, that little thing that I did. Um, I, I feel inspired by the change I've been able to make happen. And I want to ask, what more can I do? What's next? Because we know that devices and connectivity and confidence and skills and space, uh, all of those things are actually what you need to, to, sort, you know, to really create digital inclusion. So, so the end game is actually in igniting employers and others who can take action to say, I've done that, what's next? What else can I do? Those are the conversations I, I really love to have um, because that's when you know you've really, you've got, you've got someone using their business brain and really saying, okay, I'm, I'm excited, I want to do more with it. So that's the end game really, is that not only that we, we are able to connect young people with the technology, but we're able to connect employers and others who can act and who can make a difference here to really ignite their own their own commitment to say we're going to think more about what more we can do we're, and we're going to keep pushing on this. Fantastic uh, that's very clear and and hopefully um, these companies see it as a I suppose an investment in their future workforce in their future um, orbitly mobile employees that have diversity and a new drive and, and take them into the, the new worlds of, along the way. Um, fantastic. Well, that's been incredibly interesting, Sarah. And thank you so much for your time on the podca podcast today. Thank you very um, much for having me.